You're listening to Workplace Perspective, an employment law podcast presented by Sapphire Legal. Workplace Perspective is a regular podcast series for employers and employees focusing on education, training, and the law to help organizations of all sizes develop and maintain successful workplace relationships. The opinions expressed by guests on Workplace Perspective do not necessarily reflect those of Sapphire Legal or its attorneys and should not be considered legal advice. And now, here's your host, founder and principal attorney at Sapphire Legal, Teresa McQueen. Thank you, James, and welcome everyone to Workplace Perspective, where we are striving to raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Today, we are focusing on civility and talking about virtual meeting etiquette. I have some great tips uh, to help you make the most of your next virtual meeting. It's going to be a great show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The opinions expressed by guests on Workplace Perspective do not necessarily reflect those of Sapphire Legal or its attorneys and should not be considered legal advice. You're listening to Workplace Perspective, an employment law podcast presented by Sapphire Legal. Welcome back, everyone, and welcome to our special etiquette episode. This shift to remote working uh, brought about by the COVID-19 pandemic has really made an impact both in our professional and our personal lives. Um, One of the biggest impacts, of course, is this use of video technology to stay in touch, both personally and professionally, and to continue in our lives to allow us to continue to work, of course, and to maintain social distancing. So like all of you, I have attended numerous online meetings uh, for the past six months and have Like all of you, I've seen the memes, I've heard the horror stories, of course, the newscaster went on the air without his pants on, the nameless attendees whose toilets we've heard flushing, held long-winded conversations with their family members and their flatmates, and appeared on screen, of course, looking like they just entered the witness program or witness protection program because the lighting is off, right? I get questions all the time from my clients asking for guidelines and tips on how they can, that they could pass on uh, to both their employees and their employers to help make the most of their virtual meetings um, and make them more effective and productive. So for today's show, I thought it would be helpful to pass along a few of my etiquette tips for virtual meetings. I do wanna say right out the front, I am not perfect at this. Um, As you can see, I do have what I think is a pretty good background but I'm still struggling with a few things as well. I wave my hands around and they, they tend to disappear and uh, you know the, uh, the background sort of fades around you a little bit. So I'm still working out the kinks as well, but I thought I would share some of the, uh, my lessons learned the hard way uh, as we've moved through these past six months. So the first thing I wanna talk about is, uh, the first tip is making sure when you attend a virtual meeting that you use the video option when it's possible. I know not everyone has cameras and uh, not everyone's got great setups, but we'll talk a little bit about about that as we go through the program. But I gotta tell you, it's really difficult from a presenter perspective and from an attendee perspective to join a meeting and all you see is a black screen with a bunch of block letter writing on it with a bunch of names and no faces. It's really hard to look at and to communicate with that sort of an environment. So we know we don't just communicate with our voice and our words. We communicate with 
everything we are, our face, our hands, our eyes, our expressions, um, all of that uh, really helps send the message that we're trying to, to make, uh, to the point that we're trying to get across or the message we're trying to send, the emotions we're trying to convey. So it's really important to see who you are and what you bring to the meeting, both personally and of course, professionally. I would encourage you to engage and be engaged and be engaged by turning on your video. So it lets people know that you're that you're there, that you're actually there at the meeting, you're participating, you're paying attention and you're interested. And we don't necessarily anymore get to engage in that sort of office networking that, you know, a few minutes you get to spend with the boss after the meeting or talk with that colleague um, or maybe a supervisor or someone ahead of you in the company for that, you know, that really, really beneficial networking and connection sort of stuff. So we can still do that, it's just in a different format. And in order to do that, you have to be present and you have to be engaged. So you really need to make sure that you're there and you're available to, to talk with people and people know that you're willing to do that. So that sends a really good message. Now, moving on from that, so that's showing up. So now that you've showed up, uh, let's talk a little bit about how you show up. So my next tip is, in a nutshell, don't wear pajamas to your meetings, okay? We have all seen it. Um, and I, I know that uh, I've heard things on CBS and read through CNN that just a few, and there are just a few of the outlets that are reporting it. There's been this really interesting fashion trend where, forgive the pun, but sales of tops are up and sales of pants are down, truly. Um, and you can see why, because all you can see uh, is, of course, in a virtual meeting is usually from about the shoulders up. And so people are getting a little more casual as they come to these meetings, but that's not always the case uh, that all that's seen is the top part of your body. So you do need to be a little bit mindful. Um, and I, I've also read some articles where uh, a lot of stores like Gap, for instance, across all of their brands um, and other retail outlets are seeing spikes in, of course, comfy clothes. So sweats and uh, sleepwear, uh, jogging clothes, uh, athleticure, that sort of thing, um, as we can all imagine. So I do it too. I've always worked from home. So sometimes, you know, it's, it takes a lot of self-discipline to make sure that you get up, uh, get your business clothes on, even if they're business casual clothes. So don't wear pajamas to your video meetings. Um, try this out and tell me if I'm not mistaken. Again, I have been working at home for a long time and I found this to be true. So for the next meeting that you have, get your work clothes on, get up, get dressed, put your face on, do your hair, you know, trim that beard, look nice, put your casual business clothes on, tops and bottoms, shoes, of course, optional, and see what that does. No, take notice of how you feel and how you act, and then compare that to another meeting where you might just roll out of bed, jump into those sweatpants, those comfy clothes, throw on your best dress shirt uh, and log into the meeting. I'll bet that you're gonna find that when you take that extra effort to really put yourself together, truly, put on that professional sona, uh, persona that comes with that dress shirt and those casual business pants, um, you're gonna find yourself much more engaged and energized. And that's gonna come through uh, in your presentation when you show up at the meeting uh, however it is you show up, uh, whether you're speaking or whether you're just attending. All right. So now staging. So 
one of the things you want to do, uh, as I'm sure you've all seen some really horrible <laughs> and really not so great backgrounds. Um, so make sure your background's professional. I know that when everybody kind of pivoted to this virtual world in March, we were seeing a lot of really interesting backgrounds, like fun things, people putting up, uh, you know, a lot of sports teams were putting out virtual backgrounds and people were putting those up, which is great if that fits with your profession. This virtual background that I have fits my profession. I'm an attorney, so I think uh, this fits with what I want to show professionally. Got my logo in the background. Uh, I get a lot of people asking if I'm actually in an office. So I take that as a good sign that that's a good background that I've chosen. Again, you know, I kind of fade in and out a little bit if I move around. Again, if I move my hands sometimes, you know, they'll disappear and that's not the greatest. But a lot of that has to do with uh, some other staging things that we're going to talk about here in a minute. But um, virtual backgrounds are super easy. Uh, if you have a computer that allows them, there are a lot of uh, photo places out there like online Canva and Unsplash and Shutterstock, which are actually have virtual backgrounds designed for Zoom, uh, for instance, where they'll they're they're made to go with that. Uh, they're made to be size wise and pixel wise compatible uh, with that particular platform, but they'll work usually across other platforms as well. So if you're and, oh, and the nice thing about doing a photograph is you can add to it, you can change things. So my logo in the background, if you're watching us um, virtually using the video, you can see my background is in the window and I added that in. So there's things that you can do to sort of um, personalize your background a little bit. Now, if you have a computer that doesn't have a background um, or the meeting platform that you're using doesn't allow you to use a virtual background. Um, I've been on a couple of meetings um, in those circumstances. And when it comes to that, you really do need to consider staging a place uh, in your home or your home office um, to with something that looks professional. So if you happen to have a blank wall, always great. You could you know, find a wall that's you've probably seen a lot of people stand in front of a bookshelf or something like that something professional looking. Um, sometimes, you know, I've seen some where some people have had some really cool memorabilia, uh, very tastefully done, always nice for a little conversation starter. That seems to be one of the things that people do while we're waiting around for these meetings to start is commenting on everybody's backgrounds. Um, so what you want to avoid though is clutter. Um, and of course you want to avoid something that looks too personal um, where maybe you know got too many personal pictures in the background or gosh, you know, laundry on the ground or laundry hanging somewhere. So you, you want to sort of minimize all of that, uh, all of that uh, and just go completely just plain. Um, if nothing else, tack a sheet up on the wall. Uh, just a nice white solid background would be great. Nice solid backgrounds also help if you're going to use a virtual background. It does help stop that fading in and out to have something solid behind you so that the photo isn't competing with whatever's behind you. Which brings me to my next point, lighting. Having good lighting will help with the fading in and out. Um, so in addition to having a solid background that's not competing, having good lighting is gonna help. Now, it's always really interesting. I'm sure we've all seen those, you know, where people are backlit, meaning they've put a wall behind them with a window in it and there's light shining through. And so they're in cast in shadow uh, on the video, which makes them look like something out of a witness protection program, which is not good because it's, it's just as bad to look at a black, you know, plain black screen as it is to see someone in shadow because you can't see their 
face and you can't show how engaged you are and how you know it's hard to connect with everybody in the meeting so if you can uh you know put yourself uh, in front put the camera at least in front of a window that's got good lighting that's going to be right on your face um, because that's going to wash out the shadows and kind of brighten everything up and make it look that much better uh, again it'll help with the fading in and out so if you can't if you don't have that, you might want to consider adding some small lamps uh, around the front. Um, again, so you're always lit from the front. If you do use natural lighting, you want to be mindful of the time of day. So when you start out, uh, in a, if it's a long meeting, you could start out with great lighting and end up with really bad lighting, depending how long you're on the meeting. So I always might want to just have an extra light there that you could click on real easy. They also do sell these really small lighting kits. Um, I've, I've used them myself. They're very handy. They run on batteries, so they're charged. They come with little tripods, they're little tiny cubes of light with little filters on them that you can set in front to light you from the front. And those of us with glasses, as you can tell, we have different challenges. Um, if you have special coating on your lenses, like I do mine, it turns the front purple depending on <laughs> where you look in the light. So that can be distracting sometimes. Again, back to my disclaimer, I'm not perfect. I know this. Okay. So uh, another tip, uh, where to look. People are really easily distracted on these video things, especially when you first get started doing them. And it's super easy to get distracted, either watching yourself or watching the distracting movements of somebody else. It's, it's very hard to focus. So here's a, couple, here's a couple tips. When you're the speaker or the presenter, so when you're either running the meeting or you're choosing to speak during the meeting, it's always best to look straight into the camera if you can. That way it seems as though to everyone else that you are looking right at them, which is gonna be very engaging for them uh, and it's gonna help you focus. With you, If you are not the speaker or you're not presenting, you wanna to try to look at the person who is speaking. Show them that you're giving them your attention uh, as best you can. Um, and remember a couple things. It's a video camera and not a mirror. I know you've seen this in meetings where people just get bored and distracted and all of a sudden they're looking at the camera and they're, you know, fixing their hair and looking, oh, gee, boy, I should, you know, <laughs> it's, it's very distracting. Um, but people forget, uh, they feel like they're in their own little world, especially if you're in a really big meeting. It's easy to feel like, well, nobody's really watching me, nobody's paying attention and you get distracted and start, uh, focusing on things you shouldn't. Um, so uh, try to do that. Uh, try to stay focused during meetings. And keep in mind, again, it's a video, not a mirror. All right, the tech side of things. So, oh, and one last thing before we go off of, of uh, being in a meeting, in the meeting in itself, you do wanna make sure with this idea that of not getting distracted. So one of the reasons you don't wanna get distracted is not gonna make you very, look good very, look very good professionally. So when you're in a meeting, it doesn't matter how bored you are, you still wanna give this, you know, you still wanna make sure that you're giving the person who's running the meeting your full attention. Um, especially in these video meetings, people are watching you. Um, so uh, even more so than in an in-person meeting. So uh, you wanna make sure that you are showing how engaged you are, how interested you are, no matter what's going inside, on inside uh, or how you may feel about it. Um, and you don't want to do something that's going to distract other people or draw attention away from either the presenter or if you're the presenter, 
you don't want to distract from what you're presenting or if you're speaking you don't want to take anything away from your message you don't want to distract people from the message that you're trying to give okay tech support let's talk about tech support so you want to make sure that you do your own tech support before the meeting starts so as a professional it never looks good for you to look like you don't know what you're doing um, and nothing looks makes it look worse than when you're fumbling around to try to get technology to work. Now, I know that technology is tricky um, and can be unpredictable at times, but you just need to know that in advance and think about how you're going to handle any technological issues that you may run into, sort of anticipate what they could be. Um, you never want people waiting around for you uh, to try any technical move for the first time. So what you want to make sure again is do your tech support before you start don't try something for the first time in a meeting because most likely it's not going to work it's not going to be done smoothly you're going to have people waiting it's not going to look professional um, it's really easy to read up on all of these virtual platforms and how they work how the technology works what the technology requirements are you can go on to um, most of them and if you don't have professional access already, get a free account. Uh, on Zoom, you can get a basic account for free, and then you can go in and either host a private meeting or just a quick virtual meeting, an impromptu meeting, and see how everything works. Try it out. How do you share your screen? Um, how do you manage participants? What are the functions? How do they work? You know, how can you lock the meeting? How do you? Um, how do you allow people into the meeting? Uh, if there's a waiting room, how do you use the waiting room? How do you uh, transfer files during a meeting? That's important. How do you manage a chat? Do you know how the chat works? Do you know how to uh, put a link in the chat box or actually um, uh, attach documents to the chat so that other people can see them without having to go out and get into their email? How to use the breakout rooms? That's really important as well. So all these things are good to know before you get on. Um, and it's also good if you know you can help someone out, maybe who's having a little trouble um, uh, on their own. And uh, it always makes you uh, look that much better, right? You know what you're doing. You're willing to help other people. Always a great way to make a good impression. So at a minimum, there are a couple things you should know how to do uh, off the bat, whether you do anything else or not. And that is know how to turn the screen on and off know how to mute and unmute yourself, know how to choose a, a virtual background, um, make sure that you have the background selected ahead of time and know ahead of time how it's gonna look. Um, so you wanna, again, put that up, make sure that it's, it fits within the camera, that it's not blurry, there's not something going on. Uh, a word about uh, video or virtual backgrounds that move. So a lot of virtual backgrounds have video components. Those are really fun for private personal uh, meetings and things, but they're not really a very good idea to use during a professional meeting. They're very distracting. They're kind of cool looking, you know, palm, palm trees blowing in the back or the beach waves rolling up in the back. So if you're going to use something like that, you want to make sure that it's absolutely professional. So uh, you want to make sure your sound is working. Uh, you want to test that and adjust it um, using either the platform itself will help you test, but you also want to know how to change it if you have to go into your computer settings and make sure everything is okay. All right, so I'm getting the, the break signal from Paul. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back with a few more tips. Mm -hmm. 
COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease may include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you are experiencing these symptoms and have come into contact or are in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult with a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's show, do this. Share us. Like us. Give us a review on your favorite podcast app. It means a lot to us, and it ensures more people tune in and raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking about virtual meeting etiquette. I was just finishing up talking about uh, technical issues. And one more thing I want to say on that, a couple more things I want to say on that before we move on, is don't get frazzled if you run into or experience technical difficulties during a meeting. If you're running the meeting, um, you want to keep calm. Uh, I'll share a story, quick story with you about a client meeting I had uh, about a month ago. And I've been using virtual meetings for quite a while, but this was just one of those perfect storms. I had a client meeting and everything went wrong. The internet connection was too slow and it kept freezing up. And I don't know if it was on my end or the client's end, but we were both freezing up at different times. The audio wasn't working. I could barely hear them. They couldn't hear me at all. So I, I tried logging out. I went into the chat and hoped to heavens they knew how to use the chat. And I said, you know, I'm going to log out. I'll be right back. I logged out. I came back in. Still didn't work. I could see that they were getting frustrated. I was getting frustrated. So I let that go on for just a few minutes. And then I said, okay, why don't you all just send me your cell phone numbers and I will do a quick conference call. So they sent me their numbers really quick. We all logged off. I did a quick conference call and we got on with our meeting. So what I mean to share with you by telling you that story is that you need to be prepared ahead of time and think about what you're going to do should something go wrong in the meeting. So you need to know how to do conference calls in case you have to do that, because the first time you do it, you don't want to have to learn while you've already made your clients or your your co coworkers, your boss possibly wait for you while you fumble around. So you want to think those things through. It doesn't take very long, but just have a backup plan in case something goes wrong. Okay, uh, and one of those other things, virtual backgrounds, turn the screen on and off, mute, unmute. The other thing you want to know how to do is to assign a co-host um, because that's going to be something that you can do on the fly. If you think that you're the one that's having the technical difficulties, you quickly assign somebody else as a co-host, then you can log out of your own meeting and log back in. So again, one of those technical things that's really easy to learn uh, and it's gonna save you uh, some time and hopefully some uh, make you look a little more professional. All right, a biggie, stay on mute if you're not talking. And I know that that's difficult, but you need to get in the habit of being able to mute and unmute quickly. So whatever platform you use, there's usually a shortcut key to mute and unmute the computer. Just get in the habit of doing it when you're not speaking. It avoids a lot of unprofessional behavior um, when you can mute background noise on the fly or you never have to worry about it. You'll want to be very, very good with that and very quick with it. One of the most frustrating things that I hear over and over again is that people don't either mute or unmute quick enough. Uh, or they don't know how to do it or they fumble around and, and it delays 
frustrates everybody because it's such an easy thing that everybody should know how to do it. So keep that, keep that one little tip in mind, all right? The other one, don't eat during a meeting unless it's an actual lunch meeting where the whole point of it was to come together to have lunch or we were it was organized as a lunch meeting where everyone is bringing their lunch and eating at the same time. I talk about this in etiquette all the time. Eating is an inherently gross activity. So you don't really wanna be doing it on screen with a bunch of other people unless everybody else is joining in. Nobody wants to watch you eat if they're not eating. So uh, keep that in mind. Drinking as well, keep drinking to a minimum as well. The cup, when you do it on video, I know people drink all the time in meetings, but on a video meeting, it's just a little bit different. It's a little more in your face. Everybody's watching. And when you put the cup up, it blocks your face for one thing, and it's distracting. Uh, it's a movement that's pulling the focus away from the person who's speaking and drawing it to yourself uh, needlessly. So, uh, and at worst, it can look like you're fidgeting or you're bored. So, and you don't wanna really give that impression either. It doesn't send a very good message. The other thing, don't do private things while you're on a public meeting or a public, by public meeting, I mean a meeting either that is public or that's part of your workplace. There is always, and I mean always, the possibility that your audio isn't muted like you thought it was or the video is on when you thought it was off. It's usually gonna be at the worst possible time. So it's easy to forget the details when you're part of a large group, um, making it double risky that you could slip up and do something embarrassing in front of your coworkers and you want to avoid that. So again, can't say it enough, make sure you're very familiar with turning the camera on and off and muting and unmuting yourself. We are all experiencing Zoom fatigue at this point, uh, whether Zoom is your platform or it's something else, it's becoming uh, the term du jour. And it's true, uh, sitting hour after hour in meetings virtually can be very tiring. And it is really easy to get distracted on video calls. Um, people talk over one another, people try to hold side conversations. So you need to learn how to stay focused. Um, not do the fidgeting with the you know with the drinks or try to do other things or try to answer email or look on your cell phone things like that all that's very obvious in a meeting and it can be distracting again we're talking professionally you want to make sure that you're always always showing this professional side of yourself right that you're you're someone who's always engaged and always there and on top of it and if you allow yourself to slip into these these bored habits or these habits of boredom uh, where you're fidgeting with your cell phone or playing with the camera or doing other things, obviously doing other things, just sends a really bad message. So you wanna be prepared to be focused. If you are the one running the meeting, you wanna make sure that you are prepared to stay on task. And that's gonna mean a little more work maybe than you normally do for an in-person meeting. You want to make sure you've got an agenda, you're focused on the agenda, you know how to mute all, it's the speaker's best friend, especially when you're running a meeting. You wanna have all the materials ready in advance, which means you're gonna to stick to your agenda. You're gonna make sure that you, if you're gonna share documents during the meeting, you wanna make sure that you have all of the documents that you're gonna share open ahead of time and you know where they're going to appear. So for instance, I use double screens. So if I'm running a meeting, 
I make sure that I open all my documents on my second screen so that I can focus on talking to the people while knowing that the document that I have is up above on a different screen. So it's clean. I close all other programs that I'm not going to need because you don't want to accidentally share the wrong screen and have people see stuff that maybe you don't want them to see. And um, you also want to make sure to turn off things that make noise. So typically for meetings, I turn off, uh, I shut down all my Outlook, uh, any reminders, anything that comes up with a, a ding or a, da, a you know, or, or a, a ringer or anything like that. Um, you can always access your emails if you need to on your cell phone very quickly if somebody needs to send you something during the meeting. So that's one way to do it. You also want to limit the chat to only necessary conversations. That is both if you're running a meeting or if you're attending a meeting. People can tell, so the person who's running the meeting, they can tell when you're chatting with someone else. There's, there's some very obvious telltale signs. So you wanna make sure that you're not drawing away focus from the presenter uh, or you're not giving them uh, an opportunity to think that maybe you're not paying attention to what they're talking about. And um, also as the speaker, you don't wanna get caught up in a lot of side conversations because you're gonna look distracted, which is gonna make you look like you're not actually prepared to be giving the talk that you're giving. Um, now, speaking of meetings, and this just has to do with overall meeting etiquette. I think that even in-person meetings, I think most of us can all agree that they tend to go on a little too long and they tend to include a lot of people who don't sometimes necessarily need to be there. So virtual meetings, this is an even bigger problem. Um, one, again, we're all experiencing this meeting fatigue, this virtual meeting fatigue, but also bandwidth can be a problem. The more people connected to a meeting, the more problems you are likely to have with both the audio and the video portions of your meeting. So finally, just like an in-person meeting, the host should be the last to leave. Uh, this assures that, of course, no one's gonna get cut off mid-sentence, right? You're running the meeting. You wanna make sure everybody's finished before you jump out of the meeting. And you also wanna make sure that you're available at the end of the meeting to answer any questions or maybe engage in a little of that office networking. Uh, since you ran the meeting, people might want to come up to you and talk about what you just presented about or follow up on something, which also means you might want to consider not scheduling back-to-back -back meetings. Give yourself at least 10 minutes or more between each virtual meeting so you have time to close down the meeting, log out, get yourself organized for the next meeting, and jump on. All right, so Paul's giving me the signal. This is uh, it for our show today. I hope that you all enjoyed it. I thank you so much for joining me and I hope you got some useful tips out of it. Um, if you wanna learn more about Workplace Perspective, uh, you can connect with us on all major podcast platforms, including our website, sapphirelegal.com slash podcast. I wanna also thank my listeners, my radio angels, James and the Nave at Night, our team extraordinaire at Workplace Perspective, engineer producer Paul Roberts, our associate producer Melissa DeLacy, with music provided by the very talented Stephen Bersaloni. So thank you all for joining us. Until next time, keep raising the bar. Wow.